Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. You just heard from Christine Lisi, the overwhelmingly most important story that we have for you today, the very, very positive update that the Buffalo Bills uh, released on the condition of DeMar Hamlin. Um, we, we, we will talk about that, obviously, as we continue to go. We've moved on to other things here, and we're going to go through a variety of other things. But the one thing I can assure you is that if there is any further news on him, his condition, or anything pertaining to the Bills, we'll pass it along immediately. <clears throat> we have Diana Rossini, our uh, football reporter extraordinaire, at the Bills camp Today, where the my understanding is the head coach, Sean McDermott, was to is to meet with the media at noon Eastern. So that's an hour from the moment at which I'm saying these words. Uh, it'll be the first time that we hear from him since what happened on Monday night. Then I believe, at least according to Diana, the plan is for there to be an open locker room period in which the players will meet with reporters. So we will hear from them for the first time since all this happened on Monday night. These are um, difficult waters to navigate, obviously, for everyone. And the one thing I do know a little bit about, I've talked about this over the many years that I've been doing this job, um, is I I know a little bit about mental health, not as a doctor, but as a patient and one who uh, pays close attention to it. And I will say that's a huge factor in all of this. And I think that two things that will help enormously, and everyone is different. So every single player on the Bills, and maybe to some degree every player in the NFL, will have a different reaction to this. There is no one way to react to something like this, and there's no right or wrong way. But I think two very important factors. One, a positive report on the condition of DeMar Hamlin will go a long way towards making players feel, giving players the ability to give themselves permission to play. Like when you have to give yourself permission to do things in life. One of the things I've tried to learn over the many years, um, and now we're getting completely sidetracked, but I think it's worth saying, is to give myself permission sometimes to rest. Like, like a lot of us who are high-achieving people who want to work all the time, who are doing things all the time, like my father was this way. Like my dad, if you ever went on vacation with my dad, my dad would sit by the pool for about an hour, and then he's like, all right, what are we doing? What are we going to do here? What's coming up next? I can, I, there's a bookstore down there I can go. My dad was an antiquarian book collector. I saw a bookstore. I can go. And, 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 and I unfortunately have inherited a lot of that. And one of the things that I've learned to do is you give yourself permission. It's okay to just chill. It's okay to do nothing. So you give yourself permission to do things in life, whether you realize it or you don't. And I think a lot of the players will need to give themselves permission to go play, that they'll feel somewhere deep inside, maybe even in, in, in the deepest recesses of their psychology, ways they don't understand They'll feel like they're somehow letting him down by moving on to other things, by playing, by, by, by not putting all their energy into whatever it is that they can do to, to honor their fallen teammate. And I think that the family, if you saw the report from Shefty that on Wednesday, so that's yesterday, the father, <coughs> pardon me, of DeMar Hamlin had a Zoom with the entire Bills team. 
I don't know what he said, but it certainly feels to me like that would be another opportunity for the family to say, it's okay for you guys to go on. Like, you guys need to play. You guys need to do what you do. DeMar is getting the best. He's in, a, in, a, in, a, in one of the best medical facilities in the world, and they perform medical miracles every single day. And there's nothing that the Bills players sitting in their locker room in Buffalo can do to make it more likely that DeMar recovers from all of this. So they, I think, psychologically on some level need to receive permission and to give themselves permission to go and play. And I, I think the events of today, putting myself in that position, I think would help. So anyway, I think this is excellent news. By no means is it the end of the story. Does it mean that all is going to end perfectly or happily? But I think it is a big step. Okay, so that's that. Uh, Greeny with you here. These are very complicated transitions to make all the time from that to anything else. But we do the best we can. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you will love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. Um, I'll get back to some of the other things I was going to do here in a minute. Oh, um, one of the questions that I had is (coughs) usually (coughs) the line. (coughs) I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I've got this bronchial thing and it will not go away. One of the lines of demarcation for coaches in the NFL getting fired generally is making the playoffs. Most of the time, when a team makes the playoffs, we assume the coach is safe. I think there are some situations in which that does not apply. So for the usual coaching carousel that we deal in every single year in the NFL, where it feels like between six and ten coaches change every single year, we already have two, right? We have Carolina and we have Denver. Those are the two places where firings have already taken place. Indianapolis as well. Oh, sorry. That's right. There's a third. So there's three. Frank Reich got fired. We've got Jeff there. We're going to talk about Jeff in a minute. I didn't want to put it right next to the DeMar Hamilton conversation, uh, DeMar Hamlin conversation. So we'll come back to that. But so there's three. So you say to yourself, what other situations might we see coaching changes? Where else might coaches still get changed? As I was thinking that through this morning, It occurred to me, I can think of three places where I don't think the coaches are safe even though their teams have already made the playoffs. One of them is Los Angeles. I don't know that Brandon Staley's job is safe. And the reason for that is I think that's where Sean Payton wants to go. And I think if Sean Payton wants to go there, Brandon Staley will have to make himself unfireable. Like, if he leads his team to the AFC championship game, they're not firing him. No one could reasonably look at that situation and say he didn't do enough to keep his job. But I think he has to do that. Sneaking into the playoffs as the sixth seed, which is what he's going to be, and then so they would play the three seed in the first round. So let's just, I don't know, I'm making this up. They go to Cincinnati or Buffalo, or wherever that's going to all end up, and just get whitewashed in their first playoff game, which is what I think would happen, I think there's an excellent chance that they still make a coaching change. You agree or disagree? I think that's right, although it might not be fair. Brandon Staley's done a good job with this team this year. They've dealt with lots and lots of injuries. They clinched the playoffs long before the last week in the season. Mm -hmm. But if Sean Payton's sitting there, and you as the owner know that he wants that job to work with that quarterback— how could you pass up that opportunity? I've never been a particular fan of Staley's analytics-driven uh, approach. I know that you, obviously, being an analytics guy, probably like it better than I do. But I think you know, analytics, like most things, <clears throat> coaching in sports is more of an art than it is a science. 
And so I think the application of analytics is critical. Like disregarding them is, is, is a dereliction of duty. But I think understanding how to apply analytics, I think, is also a part of the job. And I think he just has this idea, this is what the numbers say, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go for it on fourth down, and that's it. I mean, he coaches sometimes like he thinks he has five downs. And, and so that I don't love. So what, whatever, either way, I think that remains a possibility. How about Tampa? If, if they just get obliterated by Dallas, let's say, <coughs> in the first round of the playoffs, Brady's going to leave. He's either going to retire, or he's going to go to San Francisco, or he's going to go somewhere. I don't. He's not coming back. That team's awful, and 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 they look unenthusiastic. And like, do you just start over there? And and if you do, do you start over with the coach? I I, I don't. I don't think it should be argued that he's done a particularly good job this year. And frankly, he didn't do a particularly good job when he was a head coach the first time around with the Jets either. The differential between Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles is. Quite obviously, a chasm. It's largely the same team. It's not quite as good as last year. But the massive drop-off that they've seen is, at least in some sense, on the coaching. Right. And Tom Brady's not coming back. And outside of that, that's probably trending towards being a rebuild. I'd be surprised if they fired him, honestly. But that's a bad situation to be in. And then there's the big one, Bubba. If the Dallas Cowboys lose their first playoff game, whenever that is, does Mike McCarthy get fired? I have to imagine, yes. If they lose their first game, maybe even their second game, honestly, I think he might get fired. So if that first game, the likeliest scenario here is the Cowboys are the five seed and they open at Tampa. You're saying if they win that game, they would then go, well, there's no way to know yet when they would go because it would be determined by who else wins games. Right. Um, But it could be Philadelphia. It could be San Francisco. It could be anybody. It could be Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So, so But definitely if they lose on the, you know, Road to Tampa. I would think Tampa. They lose on the road to Tampa. I think he's definitely good. Me too. But that's their first game, right? So now you said even potentially their second game. So let's say he beats Tampa and then he goes and he loses to San Francisco, which at this moment feels likely, right? The 49ers look like the best team. You think McCarthy's not back? Because I think at this point we're most likely going to be losing Quinn and Kellen Moore. So I think it's going to be. I could see Jerry Jones getting rid of McCarthy to keep one of those two and maybe elevating Dan Quinn, and they got to they lose Kellen Moore, but McCarthy's gone, Moore's gone, they keep Dan Quinn as the head coach. Right, we'll see. Because if, otherwise, I think they might lose all three. We'll see if that's what he winds up doing. I think there's a lot left to be figured out even after the regular season ends. I'm Greeny. We're brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. We come to you live from the Seaport District to Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Coming up next, what I planned to get into here, a war of words in which we sort of have a stake, but I think my position is going to be different from what you're expecting. It's next, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I cannot help but notice a theme here, that hashtag Cam in his first day with me as a new member of the official hashtag crew, again, Nuno has gone off to produce uh, Keyshawn and, and company in the morning, Jay Will and Max, and and um, and so now we have Bubba as our producer, Hembo and I here in New York every day, and we have Cam, hashtag Cam, as the newest member of the hashtag crew, and hashtag Cam, I cannot help but notice that you have played boy band music coming out of every commercial break today, and that has ceased at this point to potentially be a coincidence is the reason that you are doing that because I think you look like one of the Jonas Brothers? That may be the reason, yes. I'm trying to channel their energy into my tunes today. But, I mean, you look—you do look like one of the Jonas Brothers. You look like, like a combination of Joe and Kevin. Um, Maybe next break I'll just come back singing myself. Um, I mean, I, do you I, sing I, well? I recommend against that. I sang in high school, but it has been a while. Yeah, let's not find that out. You, I mean, let's, you just said he had a great voice. Yeah, It yeah. can't be that long ago. You're, you're like 17. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, How old are you, Cam? 25. Oh my God! Well, you're, so so Cam Closing older than 1997, you. I was born. So you were born in up? 1997. Yes, it's the most depressing thing I've Didn't ever. Didn't you heard start here before that? Yes, I started wow. here before that. <laughs> I was working at ESPN when you were born. Wow, <laughs> that's a horrible thing wow, for me to sentence. have to say out loud. I, I active. I actually have children almost your age. <laughs> I am literally old enough to be your father. <laughs> And I can't tell you how much that sucks. Get Nuno back. <laughs> Nuno's old and seems older. Like Nuno's in his 40s and he acts 70. And he looks 80. That is exactly right. Wow. So, yeah, we've gone from a member of the hashtag crew who facially resembles Kim Jong-un <laughs> to a member of the hashtag crew who facially resembles, I'm, I'm going to say Joe Jonas, although you have more of Kevin's hair. You, if Joe Jonas had Kevin's haircut... <laughs> or even Nick's haircut. I know the Jonas Brothers intimately. Um, wow. that, then I think that, um, that, well, you know the legendary the story of the time that Stevie and I peed with the Jonas Brothers. It's a famous story. So anyway, we, we will talk about that a, a different time. I mm. want to get to Jeff Saturday and Kayvon Thibodeau. 
I plan to do that at the top of this hour. But then we had the wonderful uh, update on uh, DeMar Hamlin, and I really didn't want to put this story next to that. So we moved around a little bit. There's, there's, a, there's sort of a delightful war of words going on that started with <coughs> an unclassy moment. Kayvon Thibodeau was the first-round draft pick of the, def- of the uh, New York Giants, a pass rusher who uh, there was a moment in time when he was expected to be the first pick overall in the draft, he wound up falling a little bit. The Giants took him, started the season a little slowly. He was banged up, and he has really come on. He is showing you why everyone loves him. He is going to be a really good player. He had a sack last week on the Colts quarterback, Nick Foles. Foles is down and hurt. Thibodeau is lying next to him doing snow angels in celebration. In what, in retrospect, looks like a terrible moment. I mean, it's, it's just a, a, a really bad look. Um, for him to be celebrating like that. He said afterwards, I thought the right thing, which was, he said, I didn't realize he was hurt. I- I'm sorry that he is, and I hope that he's okay. He said that. Jeff Saturday, who is the coach of the Colts now, as you know, and of course a friend of all of ours, was asked his opinion on it. And if you know Jeff, you knew that Jeff was going to respond exactly like this. Yeah, tasteless uh, from the from the celebration afterwards, just, you know, trash. Not a fan of it at all. And, uh, yeah, disappointed from the O-line perspective or, and for teammates in general, we protect our own, man. We, I mean, y'all know me, man. I've, I've been here a long time. So, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tread lightly. I, obviously I didn't like it at all. He didn't like it. And he sounds more than anything mad at his own offensive lineman for not running over there and starting a fight or defending their guy or doing whatever it is that he, Jeff believes he would have done. And that should be done. So when he says, look, I've been around here a long time, you all know me, the one person who does not is Kayvon Thibodeau. <laughs> so when Jeff's remarks were relayed to Thibodeau, Thibodeau said this. Who, well, that's what I'm saying, who's the gatekeeper of when to do something? So once we figure out who the gatekeeper is, then we can write the rules and then we can establish, you know, the narratives and things like that. But until, you know, you guys actually are in the sport and do it and be in that moment, you can't create a narrative on it, you know? Well, we're not creating a narrative on it. The guy, the other team's coach had a problem, and he's the guy who played the game. The other team's saying. players I don't, I don't had know a who problem he is. with it. No, I just don't know who, like, anybody who comments on it, unless I know who they are, doesn't really affect me. That's it. Okay. So that's the part that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, is Thibodeau saying he doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is. Now, I myself don't have any issue with him not knowing that Jeff Saturday was a player. Kayvon Thibodeau is probably 23 years old. Jeff was Jeff was a center. He wasn't. Uh, those guys just don't get that much attention. He was an excellent player, um, but I have no problem with him not knowing who he is. I have a hard time believing he didn't know who the head coach of the team they just played was. But whatever. I saw a lot of outrage at this. I want to make my position immediately clear. I think that it is in poor taste to be doing a celebration next to a player who was injured. I'm going to take Thibodeau at his original word that he didn't know that, that if he realized that Nick Foles was fairly seriously hurt on the play, that he wouldn't have been lying there doing snow angels next to him. I'm going to take him at his word on that. The rest of it, I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with Jeff saying what he said, and I don't have a problem with Thibodeau saying what he said. There was a moment in time when Rex Ryan was the coach of the Jets, and a player, I, I, I want to say it might have been Channing Crowder, and Rex had like a war of words. And Rex said, and I quote, I've stepped over tougher guys than Channing Crowder on my way to a fight. <laughs> and that's a war of words. And there you go. 
It's nothing wrong with it. That's, that's, it's, it's all good, healthy fun. No one's beating anyone up. No one's doing anything bad. No one's at greater risk of injury. No one's doing anything wrong. They're just talking a little trash at each other. So I have zero issue with what Jeff Saturday said. And while I don't fully believe that Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is, I actually don't have a problem with him being somewhat defiant in the face of it either. I know because Jeff is my friend, everyone expects me to immediately jump to his defense. I don't think Jeff needs defending. Jeff's career certainly speaks for itself. He's a borderline Hall of Fame player, and he's a, his toughness also does not need any defense for me. He's eight trillion times tougher than I could ever imagine being. But as far as just a little war of words here, personally, I actually don't have a problem with it. Do you? I do. Yeah, I, I think. That, Who do you uh, have the problem with? With Thibodeau. I think he just needs to be better. <laughs> I don't like unserious people. And he came across, I thought it was a clown yesterday, candidly. Um, it's one thing for him to have not known what he was doing at the time. Like, obviously, on the field, it's a pretty damning shot with he essentially doing snow angels into an injured player yeah. right on the field next mm-hmm. to him. It was an unfortunate look, and he acknowledged as much and did not know. Fair enough. I would have assumed, after having seen the replay, he would have been willing to you know, apologize and sort of see this for what it was. What Jeff said, like you said, was the right thing for Jeff to say. That's how he should feel, and that's what he should say. You could tell he also bit his tongue a little bit there, too. But the idea that you don't know who the opposing head coach is is lunacy. And Jeff Saturday, parenthetically, very likely had a greater career than Kayvon Thibodeau likely will. So I, I found it to be pretty tasteless and... Um, Something of a clown show. Interesting. Okay, so we have two separate opinions amongst the hashtag crew here. Let's go to Cam for his first check-in. The first time we ever check in for an opinion from hashtag Cam. So I feel there's a lot of pressure on this. Do you or do you not have an issue with Kayvon Thibodeau and the way he handled this situation, Cam? Yeah, I couldn't tell if, like, I guess he didn't really know that Foles was injured, but he was, like, doing his snow angels and, like, knocking into Foles while he was doing them. So that seemed a bit ridiculous. Then he did, like, the night-night celebration <laughs> on the sidelines. So I thought all of it was in poor taste, and you would expect him to, you know, have some more contrition when he's talking about it afterwards. You know, you didn't know who the other coach was. That seems a bit ridiculous, too. All of it just seemed a little disrespectful to me. Okay. So that's two votes against Thibodeau. Last, B- Bubba, you're last up here. Do you have an issue with Kayvon Thibodeau, yay or nay? Uh, not really, no. I mean, I, I, I thought it was a little weird that he didn't know that Foles was injured. I thought that was a little strange. But as far as not knowing who Saturday is, yeah, I'm not really surprised. All these young people we work with now, they don't know anything, you know, before 2020, basically. These guys don't know anything. So it's honestly not shocking that he doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is. So, I'm right here. Yeah, these, these youth. But, Cam, are, but you bring up a good point. Cam, if you didn't work at ESPN— would you have known who Jeff Saturday was? Absolutely. I'm a sports fan. You would have known that he was the center on the Indianapolis Colts? Absolutely. <laughs> I knew who Jeff Saturday was before I worked here. Yes. He's a really famous player. Like he was, he's he not played a really with Peyton Manning. Player. He played with Peyton Manning. I, I know understand who Jeff Saturday is. But there were varying levels of really famous players. Jerry Rice is a really famous player. Right? I mean, offensive linemen, their, their lot in life is that they live in some degree of anonymity. Right? I, I mean, mean, how many other centers can you name? Historically speaking. I mean, not that many. Like the other centers of that time. Yes, he was particularly well known. And, and, and yes, again, he's one of my favorite people in the world. So I'm in no way sitting here trying to, I, I don't want to be painted as though I'm disparaging Jeff. I guess what I'm saying is, 
I've never minded a little sort of healthy back and forth, and I don't particularly mind it here, but I, I, you're both kind of convincing me a little bit. I think a lot of it has to do with whether you believe or don't believe that he really didn't know that Foles was hurt. Like, if he really had no idea. Look, these guys who are rushing the quarterback, they want to knock the quarterback out of the game. That's not new. They want to hurt them. They don't want to injure them, but they want to hurt them. That's not new. And by the way, like, he was doing snow angels on like a 60-degree day in yeah, New York. I know. It was that was also a strange, very weird. It was an unusual choice of celebration <laughs> uh, for him to offer in that moment. I will right, we'll roll on in a moment after this word from AutoZone. Are you dealing with a dead battery? Head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Testing can help you know if you need a new battery or not. If you do need a replacement battery, they can help with that. They have reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99, and they're the only place you can find proven tough Duralast batteries. So next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution, and America's number one battery destination. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Earlier today on Greeny. Bubba, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to put together a committee on how we can go about trying to improve the officiating in college football. And if you have time, I know you've just taken on the responsibility of being the producer of this show, so you're probably busier than you have been accustomed to being. But if you do have time in your schedule, I'd like you to chair that committee. How does that work? They lose their job based on a Twitter poll we do at the end of the game. (laughs) If they get the call wrong. (laughs) That's Elon Musk's next poll. This is Greeny. We're back for another year and delighted that you're along the ride with us here. Greeny with you. 30 seconds for Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com <coughs> excuse me, or just stop by. 
Again, hashtag Cam has replaced hashtag Nuno as the newest member of the uh, hashtag crew, and, and we are busy here. Uh, to finish up on the Jeff Saturday, Kayvon Thibodeau little kerfuffle, I, I will finish it by saying I have not spoken to Jeff about this, so I'm, I'm not telling you something I know. I'm telling you something I think. I think Jeff was infinitely angrier at his team than he was at Thibodeau, which is to say I think Jeff was saying, why is this guy lying there doing snow angels next to my fallen quarterback and no one on my team is doing anything about it? I'm not saying that Jeff wasn't also turned off by Thibodeau's celebration, but knowing Jeff as I do, I think that's what bothered him more than anything else. Don't you? Yeah, I think so. Based upon what he said, when he said, you know, I'll just leave it at that <clears throat> after he uh, called it trash and such. Jeff Saturday would have never let that happen if he were on the field as an offensive lineman. I mean, t- I'm like, I'm watching the video again on my computer. I count like a dozen snow angels in which he's not touched. Uh, that's kind of embarrassing if you're a member of the Colts, candidly. Yeah, so that happened, and, and we'll see. Again, the little war of words you actually looked up during the break as I told the story of Rex Ryan once saying that he stepped over tougher guys than Channing Crowder on his way to a fight. And you know what happened? Nothing. It was just good fun. I mean, like healthy, trashed, a healthy, like just a little trash talk. Like we should not confuse things that don't matter with things that do matter. And not everyone cheats everything the same. Yes, if it turns into a fight, if it turns into a melee, then yeah, that's bad. But we shouldn't decide something is bad just because one out of every thousand times it happens, it's going to turn into a melee. This was never going to turn into a melee. Some cave on Thibodeau. Some people won't like him. Some will. Mostly, I, I, you know, I'll give you an example of this. Let's see if this is a name that young Cam knows. He's 25 years old. Cam, if I say the name Mark Gastineau, do you know who that is? I do, actually. Mark Gastineau may have been, in my childhood, the most hated player in the National Football League. He did this sack dance. He was a great pass rusher on the Jets, on the first really good Jet teams of my lifetime. And he and Joe Klecko in particular, along with Marty Lyons and Abdul Salam, they called themselves the sack exchange. Everyone called them the sack exchange. And Gastineau rushed the quarterback coming off the, uh, the, the defensive end position. And when he got there, he would do this big dance. And everybody hated him who were fans of the other teams. And I loved him. And I remember him doing the dance one time, and Jackie Slater, legendary offensive tackle, came running over. He was like, you're not doing that here. And, you know, the two of them start shoving at each other. And you know what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's just competition. It's just the way this thing always used to be, and there's nothing wrong with there being a little bit of it now. So my gut feeling is that Jeff has long since moved on and is very unconcerned with whether or not Kayvon Thibodeau knows who he is. Okay, so we have that on the table. Greeny with you. Uh, You know, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Okay, two things I wanted to get to here. One, how'd you like to be Devontae Adams right now? Devontae Adams, with great fanfare, left Aaron Rodgers and the Packers behind to join his longtime buddy, college teammate, BFF, Derek Carr. And then the season happened. I want to make it clear. Yes, he got his money, but he was getting his money anyway. From what we've been told, he would have gotten more money in Green Bay. So this is not a function of getting your money or not getting your money. The Packers finish up the season as the talk of the entire league. Rodgers, the vindication unimaginable. And they will probably play their way into the playoffs on Sunday night. While the Raiders 
are probably the most disappointing team in the NFL. If not, they're close. And his BFF buddy quarterback, Derek Carr, has been deactivated to make sure he doesn't get hurt, so they're stuck with him for another season and is definitively on his way out the door. So Devontae Adams has been quoted as saying he wants to stay in Vegas because what the hell else is he going to say? But it's hard to, for me to picture that this year could have gone much worse than it actually did for Devontae Adams. Well, I mean, his numbers are still there. <clears throat> 95 catches. He leads the NFL with 14 touchdown catches. He played well last week with Jared Stidham as his quarterback. Because he's great. He's He's ridiculously great. great. He'd be ridiculously great if I was his quarterback. For sure. And what the Raiders are likely to do is trade Derek Carr. And what they should also do is trade Devontae Adams and restart the whole thing. By the way, were you okay with Derek Carr just disappearing? Like he wasn't, like he just stopped showing up. Well, they told him that he was going to be inactive, right? Of course. Yeah. But he's still allowed to be in the building and all that, right? Like, it's, it struck me as a little... I mean, obviously, it's petty on both sides. But I'm not... So, for, for, for a guy that we said last year was this great leader who led his team through all these... Well, but they cut his legs out from under him. I mean, that is... The, 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 for, for them to basically tell him, you're going to be inactive, what, he could hang out, what? Just to be, like, to support everyone to else? Present. To help Jarrett Stidham? I understand. I, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. I understand what you're saying. So are you saying that we should have an issue with Derek Carr just kind of disappearing up and leaving? It just struck me as distaste. I mean, he's been there forever, and you can argue that they didn't do right by him. Well, I believe they tried to say because to avoid the distraction or something. Like, yeah, because well, what, what distraction? I'm, I'm with Hembo on this. Yeah, because what distraction would it have been if he's just there? Are they really going to be like? They did that with Garoppolo, too. Yeah. They I mean, put him on a different field. And then he almost led them to the Super Bowl <laughs> if he had stayed right. healthy. Uh I get it. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm good with that. It doesn't change my perspective on him, though. Zach Wilson was inactive, right? This, the, and he was on the sidelines. Not exactly with, the with same the, situation. Of course not. But what I'm saying is you can still, you can still show He him. could be there. And he, I, I, yes, he could be there. And this guy might be your quarterback <clears throat> next year. Who? Derek Carr. No way. Why not? I don't see it. Tell me why. I think this market would eat him for dinner. I, I, I don't... I think the things that we have seen from him from a sensitivity standpoint... Well, based on being inactive, the last, he, he disappears when he's inactive. I don't, That's not I a don't, good sign. I, I know a lot of Jet fans. I don't, I don't feel good about that one. You think the Jets are in position to be turning down the chance of Derek Carr because he's too sensitive? Uh, yeah. Because they've, 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 made the, they've done the wrong thing too many times. Like, the only thing worse you can do than not having a really good quarterback is having the wrong one. Mm. And, and, I mean... After the drafting of Sam Darnold and the drafting of Zach Wilson, I think they need – I don't think that's what they need. Look, if they get them, <coughs> I'll be excited and I'll root for it like crazy and I will cheer and, and all the rest of that. But if you ask me right now, do yeah. I think that's a marriage? I don't. Hmm. I do not think that is a marriage that works. Uh, another one that I wanted to um, get into here, uh, and I've just lost my place. Um, uh, we already did that. So Okay, th- 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 let me just go then – to a couple of quick notes on the weirdest NBA game maybe ever. We had it last night. I hope uh, that you watched last night as we do NBA countdown and into the NBA games on ESPN. We were here last night. We'll be here tomorrow night for two more good games. But last night, our first game was Milwaukee at Toronto. And the way Milwaukee gave this lead back is one of the strangest most ridiculous comebacks you've ever seen if you didn't see it. The Bucks wound up winning 104-101 in overtime. Here's how the game got to overtime. 
Milwaukee had a 21-point lead with under four minutes to go. They had a 16-point lead with a minute and a half to go. They had an 11-point lead with under 40 seconds to go. And the game wound up in overtime. <coughs> Those among the strangest finishes to a basketball game that you will ever see. And a game that was otherwise hideous. At one point, the Raptors and Bucks combined to miss 23 consecutive shots. <laughs> this happened in the first quarter. It's tied for the most consecutive missed shots by two teams in a game um, since they started keeping track of that in 97-98. So there's that. It was a very strange game. All right, I can see that you are typing things on my screen for me here, Bubba. I will go to this. Okay, so I have news here. So <clears throat> here's what's going to happen. We are probably, over the course of the next few days, going to have some very awkward transitions to make because the most important thing I can do is to provide you information on the health of DeMar Hamlin, and I have another update. So earlier this morning, we gave the update. The Bills released what I think can be described as the wonderful news that his neurological, um, let me read it for you specifically so I have it exactly right. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal and he is making steady progress. That is an announcement from the Bills that we shared with you a little earlier. I'm literally just having typed on my screen this update right now. Hamlin's agent, Ronald Butler, told the Associated Press that Hamlin was awake and has been able to grip the hands of family members at his hospital bedside. Another one that, again, at the risk of getting ahead of ourselves and being very careful never to speculate in any way, I can't imagine that being anything other than extraordinarily good news. Since this injury took place on Monday night, I have interviewed both on and off the air a, a number of medical experts and specialists, including calling some people that I know just to try and get some information on my own. And what I have heard repeatedly is that the overwhelming biggest concerns, once the initial hurdle of them getting his heart started again, getting him breathing, and thus him not dying from the immediate trauma, that that, of course, would have been overwhelmingly the worst possible scenario – it seems as though that hurdle, if not already crossed, is on its way to being crossed. The next great concern there is for the neurological damage that can be done. When your heart stops beating, oxygen stops going to your brain. When oxygen stops going to your brain, the longer that happens, the greater the possibility of neurological damage, perhaps even significant neurological damage. So I can only read the fact that his neurological function seems to be intact and the fact that he is now awake and is able to grip the hands of family members as hospital bedside. I can only read that as the best realistic possible outcome that we could have at this time. And <coughs> it will also... <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I'm sorry. It will also, I think, make um, much more. What's the word I'm looking for? Palatable. The continuation of play. I, I think that there's part of all of us as football fans. And I mean, as a fan and as a reporter and as a broadcaster, I mean, there's nothing I look forward to more than football games. They're the best thing we have. <clears throat> and there's a part of me that has wondered how I will feel 
watching football this weekend um, after having seen what we saw the other night. And I think that having some feeling that the prognosis is at least relatively positive for DeMar Hamlin, I think that will make it feel different for everyone. And, and not just the fans, which matters, but much more importantly, the other players, his teammates, and even the other players and the families of the players on teams. You see something like this happen. We still don't know exactly why it happened. I don't know when they'll know exactly why it happened. I don't know if they'll know exactly why it happened. I'm not an expert in any of those areas. But I think the more positive news we get, medically speaking, it goes without saying, is obviously extraordinary news in every way that it can be. So we'll leave that there. Again, Diana Rossini is there covering everything that happens in Buffalo today, and she will have reporting all day long. I mentioned that every single day your opportunity to be a part of Greeny Nation comes on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. So (coughs) we head towards the weekend here, the final weekend of the NFL season, we presume. We wait and see if there's any further news as far as Buffalo and Cincinnati. I think there's some expectation that we will get some news on that at some point. And of course, most importantly, hopefully more and more good news for the young man himself. We will see tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 